0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov.
1: This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to
2: Mississippi, Mississippi, here I
0: come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm
2: to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I
0: come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca
1: Good afternoon, Supertalk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Don't forget you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always get us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can watch us, too. We are on your computer, even your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And we'll kick off today with a good headline. Ocean Springs, you've been nominated for two National Tourism Awards. I think that's pretty cool. The vibrant coastal Mississippi City, with a population of fewer than 25,000, I bet y'all all know each other fairly well, has been nominated for USA Today's Best Small Town Cultural Scene and Best Small Town for Shopping. How cool is that? And you can cast your vote for Best Small town cultural scene by following a link at supertalk.fm and best small town for shopping. You can vote once per day until the polls close on February the 20th. We'll also post those into the good things Facebook group if you'd like to help Mississippi show up and show out. And I feel like in a town like Ocean Springs, all 25,000 of you are probably going to get out and vote, and I think that's pretty cool. And with the high today being 60, I think we can all dream of visiting warmer and drier conditions. So we're just going to all load up and head to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We're coming for you. Even though it's not ideal conditions down there, man, it's looking better the further you go um, up north here in Mississippi for sure. Wet Wet and dreary here and cold and blistering the further up you go. Would that be fair? I don't know about
2: blistering, but oh, uh,
1: it's blistering cold here. So it has to be blistering cold there. It is true that the weather here, the winter weather is just different than out west or even up north when they say like the dry versus the wet cold hits you different. That's real life. That is like real life. The difference between 35 degrees the 40 degrees here in Mississippi with the humidity and the wetness versus that out in, like, say, Colorado. Totally different. You can walk around almost in short sleeves in Colorado with at 40 with no humidity in the drier air. Then here you just feel like a sad cat sitting by the fire, hating life because it's damp and wet and cold. But that's okay. We love Mississippi. Warmer days are coming our way. Right, Rhino? Please?
2: Someday? I mean, it all depends on the uh, <laughs> forecast we get from the groundhog tomorrow.
1: Mm. That's right. We can put our betting dollar down on does he see a shadow or not and hopefully he will what is it if it sees its shadow
2: it goes back in its hole and there are six more weeks of winter
1: okay so we want him to see no
2: shadow. don't see a shadow that means they stay out of the hole and they start enjoying spring early
1: let's go with that we're going to think positive thoughts into tomorrow and we're also tired of this rain i saw a meme that said i think my favorite day in january has been that one hour that we didn't have any rain <laughs> my favorite time in january and i'm like wow that's so true we hadn't thought about it but it's been a pretty wet um season but drier weather warmer weather is probably on the way yesterday we got started late in good things with a little bit of debate about domestic humor which is the dishwasher i thought we would round back to that and sort of finish it out so rhino you first got your dishwasher this is your first time to have your own personal sort of dishwasher so you don't have two personalities butting head on the right or the sort of the wrong way to do it and usually it's just me
2: and porch cat and she doesn't really get a vote
1: so let me ask about like loading it are you a quick to loader are you a quick to unloader or are you a lingerer
2: Oh, it definitely lingers, because I mean, it's, it's just, just me, and I can only go through so many plates and pots and pans. So after a few meals, it's still not a full load, and I'm not going to run the dishwasher unless it's a full dishwasher.
1: which just they, feels like a waste. Well, you know, the commercial would tell you that you can, you can do it every night.
2: Right,
1: Soul folks tell you, and run your dishwasher and save money, but it doesn't sound like you were actually washing your dishes. You're letting them um, collect in the dishwasher to then run it. So that's different. Their their thing is then washing just a few dishes in the sink versus you know running your dishwasher. You would save water the other way. Well, usually when there is a marriage. You have two butting heads: one that just loathes putting it in, and then one that loathes unloading it. And the the marriage will work if you know you got the yin to sort of your yang. But there's always like that sort of, um, I guess, uh, mother hen. Well, that would be the that would be the woman. But the the one who has the more, um, I guess, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? They just want it done their way in terms of how, how it's loaded. And so it can be... There's a lot of words you could use for that. <laughs> Balsy tendencies, preferred method of loading a dishwasher, OCD, control freak. I mean, there's a lot that can go down that list. And usually the ones who suffer are the other spouse and then any of the children in the home because they don't find the... They don't value what a properly loaded dishwasher can do for the efficiency of getting all of their food off and then to make sure that you maximize the space in which you can like actually put sort of in there.
2: I guess that is one area of loading the dishwasher where I I waste time and energy according to the experts because you're not supposed to have to rinse it if you have a good modern dishwasher and you use good detergent. You're not supposed to have to pre-rinse. But that's just been so ingrained in my mind from growing up with with my parents, and that was one of the two rules. You you rinsed it off before you put it in the dishwasher, and then the second rule was confusing because I always felt like I was doing it wrong, no matter how I tried it, but putting sharp knives in the dishwasher.
1: They go up or they go down? They go
2: up or they go down. It didn't matter which way I put them in. I did it wrong. So I just kind of gave up. Well, The argument against putting them down was it's going to mess up the basket you're putting... And
1: then if you close it back and forth, you're messing up the... Right, but
2: then the argument against putting them up is if you reach in to grab silverware, you're going to stab yourself.
1: So usually you come to like a midterm agreement of you putting the sharp objects face down, like on the top, where, you know, like the top rack, sort of towards the back. Like, so it doesn't fall through, but you just kind of lay it down versus it being stuck somewhere. But then... I mean, there's always a time where you go to close that bottom drawer and it's like and it's either a fork or a knife or something has sort of intertwined its way down and then you're trying to sort of get it out. And it's usually the one who cares the most that winds up in the moment and getting so frustrated with said utensil. It's funny how those who don't care or value a well you know, a well-loaded dishwasher never do that. I will. The worst though is when you try to stick too much in there, particularly like plasticware, because it's light and you just want to throw it off in there and you shut it up and then you turn it on, and then you start to hear da dum, dum, da dum, da dum, and it's like you start to wonder, well, is the water even reaching the top of the dishes? Probably not, because you're supposed to make sure you don't like block any of the little the little sprayer arms or overcrowd. But I feel. That's where kids definitely, I get tickled watching them load it because then it's, let's see how much we can get into into the dishwasher. But it's like anything else, like folding laundry, all the things. That one person in your home is going to have that ideal way that it should be done. And if they've done their therapy and their breathing techniques, they don't call you back in there to fix it. You'll just come back in and see that they just... You know, politely changed it for you instead of making like a big deal out of it. Maybe that's what just what I'm working through in my own personal domestic <laughs> domestic life. I don't know. I like complaints a certain way, and more. You know, we're all learning. Um, but it's just funny what families like tie up over. And not, I mean, we've had no knockdown dragouts over the dishwasher. But it's just one of those things where I care, they don't, and so here we are.
2: The only fight I've had with Porch Cat about the dishwasher is the one time she wanted to get in it, and then I made a loud enough racket to where she got out of it, and she hasn't, again, set foot in it for fear of the loud noise coming back.
1: Dan in Tate County. I probably shouldn't have said, you know what? I said your name. I won't won't read your comment now. Larry and Jackson, I will not wash dishes before I put them in the dishwasher. It it feels strange to me to do that i mean not to do that like to rinse it like i feel like they at least need to be i'm
2: gonna have to run them through a tap or under a tap or i'm gonna feel like i put it in there nasty
1: (laughs) but that's the point you don't pre-rinse your clothes before you put them into the washing machine
2: not usually unless there's a really bad stain but there
1: is this idea that somehow all that water is being sprayed around and so if you put like a really chunky dirty dish into the dishwasher it's going to share like that spaghetti noodle is just going to fly all around the cycle of the dishwasher
2: what is it about spaghetti and staining stuff
1: well that's the tomato sauce right
2: but it's only ever the spaghetti Tupperware that will never get clean ever again
1: that is very true you can always spot the tomato where the spaghetti got stored or left too long i don't know if it's the if it's the combination of grease with the with the spaghetti sauce, like the grease from the meat. But you're right. You can always spot that one.
2: It could be the fanciest, swankiest, most expensive dishwasher on the market. It ain't getting spaghetti out of Tupperware.
1: And if it is, don't trust it. <laughs> trust us that we're coming back, coming up next.
0: want well, I bet that you look good on the dance floor.
1: good things don't forget you can stream us live over at supertalk.fm we're streaming from the supertalk mississippi app and of course you can always find us on your local supertalk mississippi radio station and this year you can find a wonderful event back in person i'm talking about the tim tebow's foundation's night to shine and it takes place all around the world and it it is so exciting that it's going to be at least two of them happening right here in mississippi coming up mid-february joining us today to tell a little bit more about what's going on is jim and michelle hey y'all hey y'all
3: Good afternoon. Good
1: afternoon. It's good to have you both. Now, if I am correct, you guys are in North Mississippi. So, give us a weather update. Is it chilly where you're at?
3: <laughs> we are about uh, five miles from the ice line, so just uh, between here and Cleveland. I'm in Greenwood, is where it all is. Where it all begins. So, right now, we're just getting a little cold rain.
4: Michelle, where are you? We're in about 18 miles from Tupelo. We It's about 33 degrees here, and it is raining right now, but the roads are all good.
1: The roads are all good. Well, that's good. We'll all be gone by February the 10th, we hope and pray for you guys to have this event back in person. Michelle, I know you've been putting on these events for quite some time. How did you get connected with the Night to
4: Shine? Honestly, there was uh, something uh, on Facebook from the Tim Tebow Foundation and we applied. It said if you're interested in hosting, uh, being a host church for Night to Shine apply. So we filled the application out thinking, oh, well, we wouldn't get this. And then within a couple of weeks, we were notified that we would be hosting.
1: Well, that's cool. How many years have you all been doing it there in Tupelo?
4: In New Albany, this will be nine years.
1: Nine years. Okay, Jim, I know you and Greenwood at North Greenwood Baptist Church. When did you guys get connected with the Night to Shine?
3: Well, this is our first event. We attempted this three years ago before COVID hit, and then the event was moved to an outside drive-through, and the interest in our community just dropped. So Michelle has been my coach along this thing the whole time. We we met a couple of years ago with the group in town attempting to pull this off and then when everything was uh, was moved outdoors uh it just all got put on the back burner but once it was uh, once Tim announced uh, back last summer that everything was uh, uh ready to go come February 10th uh, inside prom, inside dance, inside banquet, we were back on board, and our community has really caught fire about it. We're real excited for it.
1: Michelle, how do you explain uh, a Night to Shine to people who may have never heard it before but may just know the name Tim Tebow?
4: Night to Shine is an unforgettable prom night that is sponsored by the Tim Tebow Foundation. It is for anyone with special needs ages 14 and up. And his vision was for these special people to feel loved and valued and to be to also know that they are loved by God.
1: And then they get the opportunity to get dressed up and have a good party and just be, you know, I guess the center of attention and have a lot of fun for one night. I can't I can't think of anything Absolutely. anything better than that. You obviously have enjoyed it to have done it for 9 years. What does the community feel about Night to Shine there in New Albany?
4: Our community um, gets on board and rallies around us, and we also have volunteers that come from all over um, that have volunteered every single year. It is just an amazing event. I had someone ask me recently, why do you do this? It's, It's a lot of work. Why do you do this? And I said, if you could be at the event and see the very first person that comes in the door, light up and just have a wonderful time everyone would be jumping on board, available, and and helping to host and helping to volunteer. It is just an amazing night for them that they never forget. I have um, a student here in my special needs ministry that that's all he talks about 365 days of the year.
1: Oh, I love that. Jim, it is a lot of work to put on any kind of event, much less a prom there at church. I can't even imagine. What was it about it, or I guess seeing the gap in your community for events for for um people with special needs, for you to say, look, we can take this on, we can do this?
3: I think the Lord just put it on my heart, and then I found Michelle, who coached us, like I said, and then I have a little inside. We have some family connection with Tim, but it, but uh, when I put the word out here, just really on Facebook, hey, anybody interested, to know about, or care about, or aware of the special needs in the Greenwood area? We soon found out that even just in the public school system in the Greenwood Lafleur Public School System, there were over 140 children noted as special needs. But but as it stands right now with our with our event, we have we're drawing. It looks like from six counties, we were going to cut off our number at 75 being our first year. Uh, We're now at 97 (laughs) for our guests. And so, But over 240 people have come on board as volunteers, and those are just 18 years of age and older. We have a lot of other ones that are going to be helping us in some other areas. And we have a great facility for it. Michelle came down here a couple of years ago and walked through it with us, met with our first group, uh, really encouraged us to consider pushing forward, and that's how it all came about.
1: And so it's going to be a great night, man. You've got nine days and counting before you have the first night to shine there in uh, Greenwood. And then, Michelle, so, do, so explain it worldwide because I was learning a little bit about it and I think there's like 721 host churches across all 50 states, 34 countries. Uh, two of those churches are here in Mississippi. Does it all over the world happen on the same night on
4: like February the 10th? It does now in a different country. Their February the 10th may be the day before hours or after hours, but yes, it, it, it all in the, in the United States happens at the same time. And of course... Foreign countries are on that same day, but it may not be at the exact same time.
1: Yeah, I wish I could remember her name, Michelle, but there is a dress company there in Tupelo. I know it's not far from New Albany who we've had here on Good Things who collects, um, I guess, prom dresses, bridesmaids dresses. And I know one of her beneficiaries is you guys for the Tim Tebow um, Night to Shine. How many community partners come together to help you make this? Would this be the 10th year or the 9th year for you guys?
4: This is the ninth year for us. Um, oh my, we have so many people that come together. Memory does have the dresses and we ah. did have a prom closet where we could let them come and say yes to the dress. But with um, the need to extend our closet space for Night to Shine, we had to get rid of that. So we gave her all of our dresses. And so she's really good to help anyone that needs it. But we probably have, probably companies um corporations and people that come together we probably have close to 75 that is memories
1: magical dresses yes i love that and i love how these stories all come together and so many good people doing good things in their own communities and then they get to overlap i think that's really cool there's got to be more churches listening to good things today michelle or jim who says man we could do that in our area you've got new albany you've got greenwood we've got the rest of the state what did it take for you to do the application or why do you think your two churches were chosen by the foundation
3: Well, I know that Michelle knows that, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's five in the state this year. okay, great. Yeah, and so, but what's interesting to me, every time I talk it up or somebody sees it from another church, say on my Facebook page, they're asking me, well, how can we do that next year? Michelle knows this too, but that's how it happens. It just happens by word of mouth, and it happens by interest. I mean, we don't realize, but the the figure I was given the other day was 15% of the adult or the population of our country is special needs. So the, the, the opportunity would be huge. It's just a matter of somebody Seeing it, getting it as a dream, getting it as a burden, and uh, deciding to make it happen. Make application to timtebowfoundation.org, and next thing you know, you, you're in. You're in store to create one for your own community.
1: And Michelle, going back to what you said, you know, nine at nine years of doing this, you have one of your participants who it, it's the best night that he looks forward to. You know, every year, if you think, oh, there's so many things that we could do for the special needs population, why a dance? But why not a dance? Right? Why not one night? As Tim would
4: say, to shine. Right. And that's exactly what they do. They get to shine. These individuals are told no most of their lives, everywhere they go. And this is one night that's special for them that they're not told no. They're not and they can do they can have fun, they can dance, they can you know be themselves and just be loved on.
1: This would be one prom I wouldn't mind chaperoning. That would be.
4: <laughs> we would love to have you, so
1: you can join us next year as a volunteer. I don't know about other proms, but this one sounds like uh, a good t- like a good time. Jim, I know y'all've got your hands full and counting down. You mentioned ninety something, folks. Congratulations on. You know not stopping it or, or kudos to not stopping it at seventy five do you feel like this will just keep growing for you guys in Greenwood?
3: Well, it will but um Michelle has two hundred guests coming to hers, but now we we, we, we set as a target of seventy five and then people started getting the word out and then folks got on the waiting list, and our burdens just grew. we just put out, hey, we need some more buddies, and now we have like one hundred and eleven buddies so're we're, we're, we're actually willing to take three more guests, but a hundred is where we have to cut it off because we have food prep and planning to have to be done so I suspect By next year, it'll be potentially twice the size.
1: Well, we just got a message, Dan, in Hattiesburg, that they have night to shine at Temple Baptist there as well. So I am so encouraged. This is going on all over our state, and that it's back in person, and these individuals get to enjoy a night of of fancy fare and good food and great music and lots of smiles. So thank you both for your time.
3: Thank you for having us, Rebecca.
1: All right. Thank you. How cool is that? All right, y'all, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next.
0: Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. I walk the line and I do what is right like I should. I follow the narrow, street as an arrow, I'm good.
1: You can watch good things. We are on computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. You can now watch Super Talk Live on CSpire TV if you got that. You're probably watching Channel 70. Flip it on over. You are next to the Weather Channel. Alright, so if you've been watching for where or when to get uh, superstar Morgan Wallen's tickets, which is coming to Oxford, and Super Talk Mississippi is giving you the opportunity to win tickets. So we just want you to enter your name and your contact information at one of our registration boxes located throughout the state. There are plenty to choose from. For example, you can register to win tickets by going to Rainey's Market in Monticello. You can go to be Quick in Veterans in Macomb or Scruggs Farm and Lawn and Garden in Tupelo. And if you're wondering where it is in your location, just head on over to supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen and you can find the full list of registration locations. Winners will get two sweet seat tickets to see Morgan Wallen perform at Vault hemingway Stadium on Sunday, April the 23rd. So those aren't your normal kind of tickets. Those are sweet tickets, sweet seats. Tickets, And so that's a sweet deal for you to be able to win. So this Morgan Wallen ticket giveaway is brought to you by First South Farm Credit, King's Daughters Medical Center, Jump Start Test Prep, and Toyota of Brookhaven. And in fact, if you already got tickets, just go on and put your name in anyway and upgrade those tickets if you win and then sell the ones that you got or give them away or whatever you want to be. Because that's sweet seat tickets well probably be <laughs> I have to say it with intention.
2: It's like you're trying to avoid saying something naughty.
1: <laughs> never know what may come out when you get a little little tongue twisted. But I guess there's still time too if you want to get tickets for uh your Valentine's, that's coming up quick. That'd be a great way to do it. Or maybe you're just sort of having the blues this Valentine's and you would rather go with the zoo, who's making cockroaches, a Valentine's tradition. It comes around every year. And it tickles me, and I love it, and I feel like someone should reach out to the zoos and places here in Mississippi and say, Hey, here's an opportunity to make some spare cash at some poor guy or gal's expense. If you've never heard it, I love it. It's where several zoos offer the opportunity to name a cockroach as a Valentine's gift. And so you get to name the roaches after your significant other, or in some cases your ex, and it's from like 15 to $75 for the different packages. Not really sure. The works package at the Bronx Zoo, I think it's $75. It includes a tumbler, a tote, a certificate commemorating the roach that is named, and a virtual visit um, with, with the hissing roach. And then a surprise animal guest that eats the roach. So you can feed your ex to a lizard or a gecko or a, you know, other animal that likes that type of
2: crunch
1: in their diet, diet. you don't eat the roach. Another animal gets to do it. And when you don't always have the right words, but you can still give them goosebumps. Name a roach for your valentine because roaches are forever. That's their tagline. Ah.
2: (laughs) If you're feeling a little less vindictive, you can holler at our friends from north of the border in Toronto. Mm Mm-hmm. Where they are allowing you to adopt a penguin and name it after your significant other that you love.
1: So I love that. I've also dabbled with you see the commercials where you can sponsor like a baby turtle and then, or like even a whale or some of the other things that are, are you know, need support. And they send you the little stuffed animal and then it has a little chip in it. And supposedly you can get on and see where they are in the world. Whether it's a gimmick or not, I mean, I don't know. I probably would be offended by the idea of that. But it's neat. I would think it'd be neat for kids just to at least, I mean, they fall for. That's a
2: better investment than buying them a star.
1: You know, I was going to say that. And, you know, they fall for the fact that they can track Santa. So why not give them something actual tangible that they might could could see uh, travel around the world? But I've always wondered, like. You see that go through as well, like naming stars after your loved ones or galaxies or whatever. Not galaxies. That's a little bit a little bit bigger, a little bit different.
2: I mean, if you got the right pocketbook. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure someone would be willing to sell you a galaxy.
1: My thing is, it go, like who is logging this? Nobody. Exactly, and so you, it's it's genius in terms of business like business ideas. Because let's just pick one out of like, because how many stars are there? Like a bazillion, gazillion. let to put a count on it. And they're they're created and they're they die all the time. Like it's like they're combustible, right? Like they they're stars and then they cannot be. I mean, stars. yeah,
2: because of the large number of them in existence, you could say it happens all the time. But the one we know the best, the sun.
1: Well, probably it probably still a. has
2: another five to seven billion years on its lifespan.
1: Right. But still, when you look up at night, you don't see the same amount of stars. The a different landscape every night, except for maybe some of the... What do you call them? Kind of. Yeah.
2: The What you're seeing every night depends on the light pollution around you. Because it takes a that's long fair. distance of travel to change the stars you see in the night sky.
1: Okay, that's fair. But there's not like there's anybody who wanted to start a side hustle that collected all the stars in alphabetical order and then just started assigning human beings' names to it and then keeping a catalog of it. And then, you know, oh, nope, can't have that one. That is Ashley Thomas's in Greenwood, Mississippi. Say, hey, Ashley. <laughs> she has that star. You can't have that one. But I've got another one right over here that still hasn't had a slot field. And I think it's – but they, they sell it to you like it's this grand gesture. Are there other things that you can buy, like your loved ones, that it's just strange?
2: There's been a bit of a controversy regarding something like this. It's uh, – I don't remember the exact name of the company. I want to say it's called Established Something or Titles something or other. But they were offering to sell you a square foot plot of land in scotland where apparently it's common law to where if you're a landowner you can call yourself by the name lord or lady except you probably when you go through this company you probably aren't even really buying the land and you definitely don't fit the, the criteria to be called a lord or a lady but that was one of the whole selling features was yeah we'll send you a certificate It's on the map right here. This is where your plot of land is. We'll plant a tree for every plot of land you buy, and you can put lord or lady on your credit card. And people started digging, and it's like, I'm pretty sure buying a square foot of land in Scotland doesn't make me a lord.
1: But if it did, and you had 100 acres, you're going to be filthy rich dosing that out to a whole lot of different people larry and jackson said i thought the star thing was cool i get the idea is really neat i think when you just think about the legitimacy of an actual star somewhere in a, like the books like that star is now named after you
2: well i mean with any gift it is the thought that counts right. just don't expect to be able to go to your local star registry and find the star that because there's not a local star registry that thing doesn't exist
1: Yes, that's the words I was kind of looking for. Like, you, there's nowhere to go to say, "Hey," or "Hey, that's my star. Stop treading on it." Or, you know, like changing of ownership, or if it's just the star of Rebecca forever and ever, you know, Amen, or be able to follow it around the night sky. Uh, but the idea of it, I think, is is pretty. I mean, it it is kind, and it's something that lasts for now. If it's and I don't know the business well enough, but if it's linked to like something that then gives back to something worthy of whatever, whatever for space. I think that's kind of kind of like going back to you can track a whale, you can track a um, a turtle, you can sort of do. And it was a way of connecting with, hey, you can learn through your giving and then you feel like you've adopted something um, and have ownership of it a little bit. I think that's sweet. I still see the little turtles and I think that's kind of cute. Uh, for sure i don't
2: know why but for some reason we got back-to-back texts involving rocks
1: for valentine's day
2: darren and jackson on the ceasefire text line chimed in my wife had odd reactions when i gave her a pet rock for valentine's day one year and then right after that the very next text to come in on the ceasefire text line mike from grand bay alabama bring back pet rocks and certificate name and you have something tangible
1: was that a thing
2: Pet rock, yes. Neely it before got, our time, but it was a thing.
1: Neely got, for Christmas, um, a rock painting kit, like where you go out and you just find the rocks and you bring them in and sort of paint them. Well,
2: that's become a big hit for you put them local in your, municipalities and, yeah. and clubs and churches and stuff.
1: You put them in your gardens or in your little flower, flower Oh, it's like things. a
2: year-long Easter egg hunt. People will paint rocks and put them out in different places and you can take the but kids But isn't it also
1: and, some Zen thing? They have, like, the rock... Little like a it's not a flower bed but it's like a flower bed you have like different like sized rocks like it's small and then you got the sand around it
2: yeah it's a zen they, garden with the sand
1: and then they drag the whatever I mean you got you got to know your spouse that's all I'm gonna say on <laughs> on that and if the gift fits then it will be a happy Valentine's Day stick with us we got more coming up. You can watch us for your own computer your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.fm. You can also go to supertalk.fm newsletter so you can subscribe to Super Talk Mississippi News. This week in Mississippi Newsletter, you'll get the news stories you need to know from the most powerful name in Mississippi News delivered to your email inbox. And it is free. It's also free to join us on the Good Things Facebook group. I pride myself in posting positive things from our state as well as collecting positive stories from you there also and even sometimes having a little fun conversation but you'll see here recently I just uh, posted in there ways for you to vote for the Grammy Museum Mississippi as 2023's best music museum we need your support there and then a shout out to I think we've got three uh, Mississippi restaurants that are in the running as semi for the 2023 James Beard Award. So that's a big deal if they're able to move on uh, from semifinalist to finalists and then actually get that distinction. So you can always check us out there to see positive stories, um, news headlines, and just some fun conversation. We are having a fun conversation when it came to the dishwasher. Jeff in Oxford chimed in with he was surprised that his dad would wash styrofoam cups in the dishwasher. No, his
2: best friend's his mother. His best
1: friend's mother. Sorry, it's my dad who also does that that and for years he would put them in he was obsessive about that was back before I mean styrofoam's always been around it's just a little more around than it was then and he we also didn't go to places that got had styrofoam cups as often so like your sonics or your quick stops if they had like the good 32-ounce, not like the flimsy ones you get now, but like those sturdy, good Styrofoam cups. He just swore that, you know, they don't sweat pre-Yetis and all the sort of tumblers that we have now, and he wouldn't get rid of them until, <laughs> until they would literally start to, like, dissolve from the inside out. And then finally he would, you know, let go of, or Mom would go in and do a little clean outy of the styrofoam cups, but he had his favorite, and they were his thing. And you got brownie points if you brought home a good styrofoam cup to add to the collection. Oh, it makes me
2: wonder: Are we going to see in the future aluminum cups? Because you've seen the the new Dixie cup that's metal, right? uh- uh-uh. oh yeah, they got. I don't know if it's Dixie brand, but it's a Dixie cup, like a it's solo a dis-
1: cup, like a, yeah, a
2: disposable cup. cup. That's made from aluminum. It's reusable, washable, all that kind of stuff. And they come in, I think the box I saw was a pack of ten of them. I don't know. But, I mean, styrofoam cups were the disposable cup du jour before the plastic solo cup came around. Now the plastic solo cup may be giving way to the aluminum solo cup.
1: I don't know. If it's, I, I mean... You can, have, you can talk to, out of two sides of your mouth. One, it's great for the environment when you use less disposable things. That's one great thing. We should have less waste. I firmly believe in that. But if you're going to have disposable things, then I want them to be good disposable things, not cheap disposable things. Cheap disposable plates are awful. I mean, nothing like it falling onto you in your lap when you make a plate.
2: Apparently, we've got some fans of the aluminum cups. Jacob from Equipment on the Seaspire text line said they're made by Ball, so I guess the same people that make the mason jars. Jacob says I like them. They're six dollars for ten of them.
1: Can you okay? Can you reuse them? Yes. Do they sweat?
2: I do not know. I didn't buy them.
1: Do they fit in normal cup holders?
2: They're the same size as a solo cup, maybe a little bigger, but same bottom size
1: because it really irritates me when things off kilter from standard size like where you go to sit something like in your like in your lounge chair outside your lounge chair outside your out chair. <laughs> that nice piece of furniture you pull out of its sack and pop open <laughs> and to get out your solo cup you know like that fine mississippi night and yes but if they won't fit then it You know, that it's irritating. But sometimes it's the cheap chair, too, that's the problem.
2: Hammy says he has aluminum pipes or pints (laughs) and loves them. And Jacob chimes in again and says, yes, they do sweat, but, yes, they also fit in cup holders.
1: That's always been why I have been just, uh, you know, a little bougie past um, just traditional solo cup, depending on what you're going to drink out of it. I just don't like it sweating. It just I don't know why I feel like my drink's going away or it's getting watered down. And so if I have the option... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know. I'm not the brightest crayon in the box, but I like things that I like. And so i per- that's why I would always lean towards styrofoam or I would have like now have all different types of the Yeti style, not just Yeti, but because I don't like the sweating.
2: Well, the big question for styrofoam is whether or not you double up on the styrofoam cup to make sure that it stays colder.
1: So if you got bonus points from my daddy, you got a good one that didn't need to be doubled up. It did its job just as it was, and it was sturdy. You wouldn't break through it. And if you put something in there to stir it, it didn't come out the bottom either. And so, yeah. That was the good old days before we cared about the earth and stuff. (laughs) Back when you could get the Big Mac and the styrofoam (laughs) thing and it was still hot. And straws were plastic. (laughs) (laughs) Stick with us. we got more for you. Up next, you got Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.